Hello and welcome to According to John today. I, I love. Okay, so today we're gonna we're gonna be talking about. Spit it out, Johnny. A very controversial topic. Yes, sir. And I hate I, I hate getting into this. I really do. And and you and I were just talking about this prior to going uh, doing the podcast. Uh, so today we're gonna a- a- answer the question: Does God hate or love gays, homosexuals? And um, it's a topic that's brought as as a pastor in our day. It, it comes across our pastoral desk on a regular basis. And uh, it's heartrending, and it's 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 tense. Yes. So, so our our objective here, uh, I just want to establish this uh, coming right out of the gate. Our objective is to help you understand the scriptures very clearly. Now, that being said, we're not asking you to like the scriptures. Uh, we're not asking you to accept the scriptures. But having been asked the question, we have to answer according to the Bible, according to the word of God. So as we go through this, guys, uh, understand that we really are sharing with you what God has to say about this. It's not that we take a stand either way, uh, except for the fact that we stand with Jesus. We're not the righteous judge, but we are called uh, to prepare people to meet the righteous judge of the universe. And he has spoken very clearly on this issue. You know, 50 years ago, probably we would not even have thought necessary to do a, a podcast or even a sermon on this topic. But the scriptures prophetically told us how it would be in the, the last days prior to the to the return of Christ, I have my Bible open to Jude. Maybe we should pray first. <laughs> yeah, we need to pray. I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, and uh, we thank you for joining in and listening to According to John as we tackle the hard topics. And of course, today is no different. Uh, one of the coolest parts is we don't run from any question. Uh, and I appreciate that, and, and I love that about you as well, is the fact that you hang in there. And and even when we go, oh, I hate to answer this uh, one. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I want people to be ready to meet the Lord. Absolutely. And and in order to do that, you got to know truth. The truth shall set you free. Yep. And with that, brother, open us in a word of prayer. Let's pray. Father, uh, we bow to the Lordship of Jesus. You're the boss. and You wrote the book, and we're going to stand before you one day. And we're living in a very mixed up world. A lot of people have been abused. People have been hurt. People have landed in some pretty shaky places. Please use us to to manifest your heart, to manifest a, a message of help today, not a message of condemnation, but a, a message of, uh, of hope. So may your word be clear. May our, may our hearts be pure. May we glorify you and encourage people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so. The question is, um, does God love or hate gays? Boy, I'm not really comfortable with the question <laughs> worded that way. I don't want to be political and dance around things, but uh, I'd look at it this way. God loves everybody, but he's holy, Yep, and he has a plan for yep. uh, humanity. Mm-hmm. 
For this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother and cleave unto his his wife, and these two shall be one flesh. Well, I, I'm you. You know Ken Ham. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so I actually uh, got to speak with Ken Ham uh, a couple of times when I went to the Creation Museum and to the to the Ark, and uh, I went down there this this a month ago. I guess it was a month or ago or something like that. And he was speaking on this very topic, not not answering the question, does God hate gays or love gays, but uh, on the topic of marriage. And, and he said something that I found incredibly profound. He said, uh, gays cannot get married. Not because, and this is the profound part, they can have unions and they can be together and they can have whatever you want to call it, but they cannot be married because the definition of marriage is between the husband and the wife, a man and a woman. And so God already defined marriage. And since they don't fit in the definition of what God defined marriage as, they're not married. They just have a union. Well, we're living in the post Christian era in American history, uh, we find that progressives today are rewriting history, uh, not only for uh, American history, and we certainly have some things to be embarrassed about as a nation, but they're also rewriting uh, morality, a, a new morality, political correctness is, is a new term. And when we stand uh, before God, Bible says the books will be open, the, the 66 books of the Bible, and we give account for what, what he said. It's an open book test now. You know, we, the, the book is opened. But I find that not only do I need to have an open book, but I need to have an open heart right. to, to the book. You know, God is the, the creator. He's the author of life. He's the author of morality, uh, holiness, and he defined what marriage is. And um, we're living in a day where all of everything of history is just kind of being brushed away. You know, by the fruits you shall know them is, is an interesting thing. Um, uh, I, I, I have people very close to me in the gay community whom I love. You and me both. Yeah. And, and, and uh, very, very close. And they're some of the finest people I've ever met. I mean, just kind, loving and that's all really cool, but I'm, I, I fear in my heart because I, I know the scriptures, and I know we all stand before God. There's heterosexual sin, there's homosexual sin, and this book's going to be opened uh, to all of us. And I'm fearful uh, yeah. for that for that day for them. I want them to be prepared. I'm not in a condemnation of them, and you know I'm above you or any. No, no. Yeah, no. That th- this podcast has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with what does God say because. If we don't bring in the word of God, then here's what we have. Uh, your opinion, my opinion, and the listener's opinion. Yeah. yeah. Th- that's what we have. So to take your opinion out, take my opinion out, take the listener's opinion out, and let's just look at, at truth. As, as I was looking at this, um, one of the first things I went to was Proverbs 16 through 19. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look. Um, so we can say that God hates a proud look. He put that first on his list. Interesting. Right. 
a lying tongue, God hates a liar. Uh, hands that shed innocent blood, God hates a murderer. Uh, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift to running the evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. And so when we look at everything that God hates, God does not specifically say that he hates homosexuality. Okay, now let's track that for a second. But what he does say is uh, feet that are swift to running to evil. One of the problems that, I, that, that we have to look at is um, what the Bible says about homosexuality. Leviticus 18.22. And I know people are going to go, well, that's Old Testament. And I get that. Uh, Leviticus 18.22. You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. Now, let me help you out here. Abomination meant the same thing then as it does today. It, whoever said it didn't is a liar, and uh, they need to go back. And, and uh, if you believe that, please go back and look in the history of definitions, and you will find that never changed. Then we got Romans uh, 1, 26 through 27. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. Now, and we're talking about homosexuality here. And, and, and uh, it says, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of of their heir, which was due. And, and we'll talk about the penalty here in just a minute. First Corinthians six, nine. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. It goes into verse 10, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, God doesn't, when God says in, in Proverbs uh, chapter 6, uh, 16 through 19, and he says he hates those uh, feet that uh, swift, swift to shed innocent blood. No, run to evil. Run to evil. Yeah, to yeah. Evil. He's talking about all of this, not, not just homosexuality. So it's not, like, it's not like God just said, hey, you know what? I'm just going to pinpoint homosexuality. The reality is homosexuality falls in line or... Uh, uh, lines up with the same sin as idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revelers, extortioners. And it says, none of the, none of you will inherit the kingdom of God, but then it goes on. And, and this is where I think guys, this is where I think that, that, that you have to, you, now you have to hear because one of the biggest things that I wanted to point out here in this podcast is we're not slamming homosexuals. Okay. And when we teach the word of God, it has to be done in context. Mm -hmm. And then the con point. And, and the context of this of this passage, he summarizes in eleven and says, "And such were some of you." In other words, some of you were came drunkers. out of that. Yeah, you came out of it exactly. Yeah. I came out of about six of those. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you, brother. I was uh, right. Grace um, is amazing. And because and then he goes on and he says, but you were washed. In other words, you were cleaned of that sin. Yeah. You were sanctified. Set apart. Set apart. 
you were justified. Just as if we never sinned. We were looked at just as if we never sinned. Fresh start. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, of the Lord Jesus, and by the Spirit of our God. Right? So that's the answer to all of those. But we're living in an age now where just the topic comes up, and it's homophobe. And it's not. That's not true. It's not true. There's God sets up historic you know, morality, and you know all God's laws are love rules. God loves us. He wants right. what's best. He wanted uh, me to to meet a, a a wonderful gal to become one with her mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and then ultimately in in marriage, not until right. marriage and not outside right. of marriage, to become one physically, physically with her, and then to bear children and to to procreate. And uh, children that are eternal in the eyes of God, and then raise them up in the nurture and admission of the Lord, where they can do the same. And boy, it's really fun being a papa. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm not lot, there yet. A so. lot, lot cheaper than being a parent. I'll tell you <laughs> what. It's uh, it's only a, you know a couple hours here and a few hours there, and sugar them up and send them home. But this is this is God's plan, and it's beautiful. And I I see people who uh, did they 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 weren't. They're like, they didn't land in marriage. They didn't land parenting, raising up godly seed, and they didn't land as gra- as grandparents. And I almost have to be careful not to talk about the joy that comes from it so much because I don't want to hurt people and make them feel left out. But, you know, God is the judge. God sets this whole thing up, and it's great. And then well, we— and- deviate from it i real quick uh want to point out or, or go off of what you said you know you don't bring things up because some people didn't land on that and so they didn't have it and if you talk about it you might hurt their feelings i was uh having a discussion on facebook of all places which is a horrible place i'm just going to tell you and um and we were talking about how the state passed a law that they could take your children and uh, if they think they have COVID, they can take them out of your home and they can put them in a FEMA camp and keep them upwards of three months. And I said, it'd be a cold day before. I mean, you, you're not going to come into my house, take my children. Uh, like you're going to have a fight. But for any reason. For any reason. And uh, and so uh, this certain person responded, uh, well, I don't see anything wrong with it. And blah, it goes on and on. And, and I said this. And God knows my heart. God knows without question I meant no ill by this. But I said this because uh, she couldn't have children, so she never had children, but she wanted to have children. And, uh, and she said, uh, uh, oh, I see how it is. Because I said, if you had children, you would you would think differently. Now it wasn't a slam; it was a, it was a point to point out that, man, when you have children, you will go to hell and back for them. Mm-hmm. If you don't have children, you would say, "Yeah, I don't, I don't. What's wrong with the state taking the children out of your home and and putting them in quarantine in the place they choose to put them in and feed them the way they're going to feed them and treat them the way they're going to treat them and clothe them the way they're going to clothe them and, and teach, teach them, them what they want to teach them? Yeah, that's, a, that's the worst part. That's the worst part right there. And so, and I'm going, man, if you if you had your own children, not, again, not a slam, but if you had your own children, you wouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. And boy, that right there created a angst between her and I 
And it wasn't intentional. It was just like. It's such a sensitive thing. And I, I look at people. And that's where who, we're with this. Yeah, yeah. And on, on lots of points uh, today. But we're, uh, <laughs> prophetically, I had my Bible open here. Um, it tells us the conditions of the world uh, prior to the coming of Christ, the second coming of Christ. And this is part of uh, the final days culture. It will be like Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication. That's that's uh, heter- heterosexual that's, sin. Yeah, that's sex so outside of marriage. God always puts it in the context. It's it's a context of sin. It's this is a, He's not just spotlighting homosexual. This is heterosexual, but sin is, is sin. Uh, giving themselves to fornication, going after strange flesh, which is set forth, and that's the homosexual part of this. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, of course, were that's what they were known for. Uh, homosexuality are set forth an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Judgment will come, and of course, that's what our calling is: get people prepared so that that right. judgment will will not come. You know, they'll they'll be on the grace side right. instead of the law side right. of things. And uh, we're living in a day when this this comes up across our pastoral desk all the time, and uh, we just want to help people, but. The only way we can help people is to take them to the Word of God. Tell the truth. Yep. He's the judge. He's so the here, judge. here's an interesting passage. Gandhi, Gandhi started this, and, and even I, for a while, uh, uh, for a while, fell into it. Uh, God hates the sin but loves the sinner. Okay. That's not true. <laughs> I, I don't know how to say it. That's not true. Psalm 5.5. Five. Now, because the question is, does God love gays, right? It's almost an oxymoron, but it's, it's uh, walk with me here. So Psalm 5.5. Five. The boastful shall not stand in your sight. You hate all workers of iniquity. That's the people. He hates the workers of iniquity. That's the people. The workers are the people. But, and, and, and amen. But the other side. That's what we're going to talk about, same right? same coin <laughs> exactly. is for God so, so loved, loved the, the world, world, the people. And so I, I don't want to hang out on the negative side hmm. of this. No, no. But, I, but, but we're going to ride the negative to get to the positive. You got to. You have to. It's a rail. And we so have to stay on the rail. Right. So my point here, bringing up this verse, is that God hates those. And by the way, it's not just the homosexual. All iniquity. Well, it's all, yes, yeah, all iniquity. It's all sin, which 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 7, we go back to, right? Be not deceived, uh, neither fornicators or idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, uh, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor uh, extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. So when, when we look at this, these are all the people that, and, and this is this is where uh, five, five, what, what five, five was talking about were all the people that refuse the word of God, all these people that practice all of this, you, you are a worker of iniquity because you are choosing to serve yourself and live in this sin rather than to, uh, surrender to God that loved you and sent his son for you. Like, like it, that would be the context, I guess, of both sides of that coin, if you will. Yeah, Absolutely. 
I, I find it interesting. You have God packaging all sin, and then he names uh, homosexual uh, sin in in the context of, of sin in general. But here we, we fast forward to our day, and we have this stereotypic, stereotypical, is that mm-hmm. straight? Yeah, yeah. My tang <laughs> tongue. Sometimes you get your tang all tangled up, you right. know. Stereotypical um, um, view that, for instance, let me I'll give an illustration because I'm having a hard time explaining it. You know, it'll be common testimony in our church. Anybody want to praise the Lord for something? And somebody will stand up and say uh, to, uh, you know, while I was in the bar room getting drunk and falling off the stool and somebody told me about Jesus and and I came I came to Christ and we talk openly about, you know, I came out of the drug culture. Somebody came, was a drunkard. Somebody was a thief. Some guys were in jail, you know. Uh, and so we talk openly about that. These sins that I'm so yeah, guilty we're, of. We're, yeah, we're guilty uh, of thieves. You know, I was a thief. I was a drunkard. I was a reviler. I was. I don't know if I was an extortioner. Probably I was. <laughs> I had <laughs> overpriced my dope. You know, <laughs> watered it down Dude, a little I bit. I would say you're an ex- you were an extortioner. I'm probably guilty of that one too. Uh, yeah. But you know, people will stand up. But there's a stereotype, and that like you won't see people. Well, I was homosexual i mean sometimes but it's it's just it's just kind of handled differently in our society and and i i want to be sensitive to that uh but well well let me ask you this do you think do you think that it is handled differently because more people i mean it it's easy to say you're an extortioner and it's wrong and you're stealing money from people and they're like, oh, yeah, because we still, we still believe that lying and stealing is wrong. Amen. But since society has now said homosexuality is okay um, and, and people want to – listen, that, this is what the Bible says, that, that you want to satisfy your own uh, flesh, your own lust. And so, uh, matter of fact, let's, let's just go to Romans real quick. And while I'm going there um, – do you, do you think that it's different with the homosexuality because they um, they're not willing to give up that which they find so much pleasure in, and now that it's socially acceptable and legally okay, and like all this has come into our society, and you have people uh, that by the, by the way, if if I have to lose rights so that you can gain rights, there's something skewed. There's something wrong. Right, especially when it's the rights that have been on the books forever. Uh, I no longer have the right to say homosexuality is wrong and it's a sin, or then it's a hate crime to me. But what, what, I can't have an opinion if I if I lose my if I lose the right to have my thought process or to stand on the word of God while you gain things that the word of God stands against. There, there's something skewed there, and so if we if we look here. Uh, talking about homosexuality, Romans chapter one. Which, by the way, if you if you want a clear picture of Romans uh, or of homosexuality, go to Romans and read Romans chapter one. And it says in verse twenty four, therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. And I think what happened and what's happening now, and, and I know that some people are going to find this offensive. Please, guys, just, just listen. I'm trying, to share the God. I'm, I'm trying to share the Bible. It's not out of hate. It's, it's, let's, just, let's call this an educational 
on an education on scripture in context. Yes, sir. In context. That's in the key. context. Huge. God said that people have exchanged the truth of God for a lie. The word of God has never changed. What amazes me is how we have some quote unquote Christians who believe the Bible until one of their loved ones came out of the closet, became a homosexual, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I love my child, so the Bible's wrong. What? When did, why? Why did it happen? One of the things about this podcast that is uh, very personal to me, it's amazing how much of these podcasts we actually live. <laughs> yeah. So... About five, six years ago, I ha- I, I'm guessing five, six years ago, my, my time frame, it could be longer, it could be a little shorter, I don't know, but it's ballpark. A family reached out to me on Facebook and um, got it, we got into this discussion on homosexuality. And I, I stated scripture, which this is actually going to go into the next podcast. So you know what? Uh, I'm going to leave it alone. Any rate, uh, I was uh, uh, family disagreed with me and said that I was full of hate and that they were a Christian and I wasn't, and they quit talking to me. Haven't talked to me since, and not just not just quit talking to me, but blocked my email, blocked my phone, blocked uh, my phone number, and blocked uh, Facebook. Uh, any way that I could contact them, they blocked it. Oh, I sit here having 42 years of pastoral experience and dozens of um, uh, uh, interactions on this topic with people that I love. Uh, but I, I share a blessing with you, and this this is my heart. I think it's the heart of Jesus that it could be the real fix, I think, because we're going to come back to the remedy, you know, the yes. other, other side. We're all kind of yes. hitting the negative side now, but... I think, Johnny, you pulled out the scriptures. It's the same message in the New Testament as it was in the Old Testament. God doesn't pull this sin out. And he labels it as sin, but he doesn't pull it out of the context of, of it's in the bag of sin. Right. And he doesn't. That, that's the worker of iniquity. The, mm-hmm. Those who, uh, uh, the, the, the things that he hates the most, uh, feet that are swift to run to evil, mm-hmm. um, according to scripture, According to this, homosexuality is in line with every other sin that people are swift or quick to run to. And we'll give account thereof before God. And our job, our calling is to call sin what it is. We have to. And, and then point them, and not to have a big debate over if it is. It's just the authority of God's word. If God is the righteous judge of the universe, if he created marriage, if he created sexuality, he has the right to define it. And the, there is God's version, and then there's perversion. It's something going away from God's plan. But I have a, just one of these victory moments. Um, I, I, I did a couple funerals, uh, parents of, of a fella who was gay. And um, uh, after the, the funeral, I went to uh, the after party in, in, in the gay fella's uh, home. And he was shocked. He and his partner were shocked that I came. And I said, well, I'm a Baptist preacher. I like food. <laughs> and they, they, were, they were thrilled that I came. And, um, and they thought, 
I guess maybe they had me as a stereotype that I hated them or, or, right. or something. And so they were shocked that I came and they were glad that I came and we, we, the food was great and uh, we had a wonderful time and, uh, I didn't just eat and run. I, and it was a couple hours later, they pulled me aside and we had, we had a chit chat and they smiled and said, look, we, we, we've studied out what you believe and what you teach from, cause I have, you know, videotape or not video, but audio tapes going back forever. And we know that you oppose our lifestyle and yet we know that you love us. Mm-hmm. And they said, um, we've had uh, gay friends who had were not comfortable in, in the gay community and they were having lots of problems and, okay, I have same-sex attraction, but is this going to work for me? Uh, am I going to, you know, have children and family? And they were just confused. And uh, this gay couple uh, guys uh, – said we sent them to your church because we knew they would be unconditionally loved and you would tell them without bias um, your message. Right. And that message has sent, uh, has set other, has, has led other people out of the gay community to live inside the, the Judeo historic uh, Christian moral boundaries. And they have married, born children and, and, uh, and known the the joy of parenting uh, biologically parenting and uh, all all that the fullness of that and so that like yeah you got it you know right. they listen they listen to my heart they listen to to but, my but, Christ but you know that the here's what I find a lot of um that that is the exception to the rule it, it is so a lot of times what happens is and I and I've run into this several times where. Um, homosexuals will come to me and we will sit and we will talk and, and we, or, or we just meet one another. And I mean, there's, there's two guys uh, in Albany that started a bakery. Both of them were homosexual and they, um, they gave, you know, we, we had talk and anyway, they, they told me what they were doing. I was like, Oh man, I, listen, I love a good bakery. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I went to their bakery and it was all good. And the bakery was good. And, um, we had great conversation. And then when they found out that I was a pastor, <laughs> a wall started going up and I said, I go, Whoa, hold on guys. What, why all of a sudden does my profession change the relationship we've had? I've, I've not condemned you. I've not. Uh, matter of fact, I'm I'm in your bakery buying your goods. I'm supporting you or your your paying help pay your rent. Yeah, I'm helping you pay your rent. And uh, and they said, well, we have one question for you. And I go, well, what's what's that? Do you agree or disagree with our lifestyle? I said, well. I 100% disagree with it. But I already knew your lifestyle before I came in here and bought your goods. I already knew your lifestyle when I started talking to you. I already I already knew everything about your lifestyle, and yet here I am. And and now you're condemning me because I just don't agree with. I, listen, I don't I don't have to I don't have to agree with your lifestyle to appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Like that, that I I can separate the two. Right, I mean, because uh, listen, if if I completely disagree with you, if 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 I judged you for your lifestyle, I would not be in here buying your baked goods. Mm-hmm. 
I hope they heard your heart. Nope. Hmm. Nope. Uh, they said, <clears throat> well, um, we have a hard time serving someone that doesn't agree with us. If it would have been a heterosexuals bakery saying the same thing. They'd have been in be, court. It would have been all over the news. They'd been in court. Yeah. It's, it's just not a consistent thing. Right. And, and I was, and I was broken hearted about that Yeah, because I legit enjoyed the bakery and they were nice guys. They were nice guys and they had good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, but yet because of, because simply because I did not agree with their lifestyle. Um, see, that's a stereotype on the other side. I know. You know, they want to, it's like, I, this is so complicated it is so heated. There's so much hate that has been generated. It's like, man, it just there's a creator God who loves us, who laid out right. history, who laid out morality, who gave us the right to procreate, which is really cool. And uh, he wants the best for us. He's the righteous judge. He lays it out. He's the redeemer. He's the creator. And then man comes along and gets smarter than God and figures out, well, we don't like that. We're going to do this. And then they're upset with those who try to go God's way. I don't think I'm better than anybody, but I think I'm happier than a lot of people. Right. Uh, by avoiding fornication and adultery, that's made <laughs> that's made my marriage really good, you know. Right. If, right. I, if, I, if I step outside of that, then I, I screw up my own uh, marriage. I don't want to do that. Yeah, you really do. Uh, one of the things that I also want to point out, guys, that, that for those who stand on Scripture, those who believe the Bible, okay? This, and by the way, this isn't hate. It's just where we stand. And again, I went to the bakery and bought baked goods. They told me they were opening up a store. I decided to go because I like baked goods. I already knew what they were. If I didn't, if, if, if I was judging them, I never would have went to their store. But for some reason, that lost ground, you know? By not agreeing, they, by not agreeing with the lifestyle, then they equate that with rejection. Right. And that, that's not, that's not true. About. No. The Christ in us doesn't reject right. them. The Christ in us reaches out to them. Right. And said, so we think we have something better. And we think that you will be better suited to live in, in God's boundaries and look forward to the day when we stand before God, that we could glorify God in our body. I want to glorify God in my body as a, as a man uh, and as a husband by being a one woman man. And uh, right. I glorify God in my body that way. And, and so, uh, wow, it's, it's so sad that it's, 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 and it's everywhere and it's always, and, uh, it's, it's one of the hot issues of our day. Um, and, uh, well, here, here's one of the things. <clears throat> All right. Let's just, let's just for sake of discussion, say that, which we already have, but, but we're just going to say this, right? So, so let's just say that the whole world believes homosexuality is wrong. And God is right. If we look at that, which you and I believe, I'm not condemning them. That's up to God. Is, is there, the listen, judge. listen, is there a lifestyle? I'm not the one laying in that bed. I'm not the judge. And I'm not the judge. But the judge has spoken to me. The judge told me 
Preach uh, the word. Yeah, preach the word. So Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine, for the time will come when men will not endure sound, sound doctrine, doctrine, but will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and tell us what we want to hear. Make us feel good. Don't don't get in our face. But and, and here's what I don't think here's what I don't think people understand. Because it, uh, many people, including Christians, don't even know the scriptures. In verse uh, in, in Romans uh, one thirty two, and I better move this mouse because I just keep hitting the wrong buttons here. In Romans one thirty two, it says this, uh, and if you guys want to read Romans chapter one, I highly recommend it. But in one thirty two, it says it, it, it lists all these things about the homosexuals, right? And then, and, and by the way, uh, out of all the sins that we read. Uh, in, in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10. None of those other sins get their own chapter. That's a very interesting biblical point. None of them do. Homosexuality gets its own chapter that God clearly speaks against. And then he says in 32, and this is where it starts involving others. And it says... Um, all this, and uh, he lists all this stuff, and he says, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice, practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. So now it's talking about those who practice it and those who support those who practice it. I can't go in that direction. Not, not because, listen, not, not because... I agree or disagree, it's immaterial what I think. But if God's going to hold me accountable, if I support homosexuality, God's holding me accountable for that. Mm -hmm. If I practice it, God's holding me accountable for that. Mm -hmm. And so I I want you to know that, you know, the question is, does God hate or love uh, homosexuals or gays? I'm going to tell you this. For God so loved every human being that ever was born that he made a way for them to go to heaven. But the same God says, I cannot tolerate sin and sinful activity and homosexuality. Sorry, guys, it's sinful activity. And if I support that, he's going to hold me just as accountable to it as he holds the ones who's practicing it. And so if I believe the Bible, I can't, I can't say it's okay, go ahead and do whatever you want because everyone has the right to love. I, I'm not, everyone has the right to love, but you got to do it in God's way, not man's way. Yeah. You know, when these things come to me on a regular basis, uh, I just try to get to Jesus as fast as possible. And I, I, I look at it. And <laughs> That's say, the truth, right? It's like, man, let's get off the topic and get on the, on so I don't what, like to say, I don't like to. I'm not a judge. Right. I'm a preacher. Right. God's called right. me to preach. He's, he didn't right. say, make up what you like and go preach that. He but, gave me what to preach. But in the same token, like I had someone called me one time and they, uh, and it was, it was a family member and they said, uh, Johnny, um, now listen, I want to ask you a question, but you need to leave the Bible out of it. <laughs> and I went, that's a little rough. I, how am I supposed to leave the Bible out of it? You, you're calling me, asking me a moral question, and then you ask me to keep out uh, to keep out the Bible, which is what I base my morality on. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. You can't separate that. You can't separate the two. And so, 
they're calling you and they're calling me and, and, and we, and we listen, believe me, anytime anybody calls and I don't care what the issue is, I answer the phone because yeah. I'm going to help them out. I love them. And I, I, listen, I don't care if they're the drunkard or the, the sodomite, the homosexual, uh, the idolater or the adulterer. I don't, I don't care who they are. I'm going to, I'm going to answer the phone because I, I love people and I'm going to help them through it. But but why is it that they call us for our help? And like you just said, you have dealt with it numerous times. And then the minute you say, well, let me tell you what God says. The walls go up and they don't want to hear it because we're not, we're not, mm-hmm. we're not, we're not giving them permission to do what they want to do. And why are they getting so angry? Uh, and I'm talking on every sin level. And I'm not, I'm not just talking homosexuality. I'm talking all the sin levels that, that, yeah, tickle my ears. Tell me what I want to hear. Make me feel good. Let me feel a sense of spirituality while I'm not right with God and I'm not prepared to meet God. Right. And then and then when we don't tell them what they want to hear, then they attack us and, and call us names. Okay, and- so you and I you and I were sharing uh, earlier before we uh, before we sat down, we were talking about a number of things this morning, which should have been a podcast. That, that whole conversation should have been a podcast. Um you shared an, an episode that happened with a family member, a lady that was in the hospital or, or mm-hmm. a, a nurse share with us, with, with, with the, the people here, um, how that conversation, how that relationship went. Well, I was doing a hospital call on an elderly, um, member of my church and it was real sweet and talking, you know, and, this RN was listening in eavesdropping on the visit and she was moved to tears and she followed me out. Her shift ended. She followed me out, met me in the parking lot. We had about a 45 minute conversation. She was Roman Catholic and uh, felt like she wasn't getting from Catholicism what that, that lady got from her preacher. She didn't know that I was an evangelical conservative Baptist. Uh, she just Jesus was there. She felt the presence of God's Holy Spirit. And like, I, I need that. I need to have a pastor that will love me, care for me, teach me. And th- the next Sunday, man, she's in church and uh, her husband and they were precious people, uh, successful, sweet, faithful. And uh, then about, man, it was a year, two years later, she shows up in my office and, and said, you won't be seeing me, us here anymore. And I was heartbroken. Well, why? And after pouring that kind of love and uh, pastoral care and teaching into into this couple, she said, um, well, our, our son is gay and we think God made him that way. And so we don't feel like we fit in this church anymore. I was, I just wanted to cry. And um, I said, well, you know, I'm not the judge. The, the scriptures are the judge. So they were trying to like maybe rewrite the Bible and have me change. And I said, you know, I love you and I love your son. I never had met him, but I'd love him too. And we have many uh, gays who've come out of that and they're doing great and uh, here and we'll help any way we can. And it was over. They, I, I didn't see him again. Then two years later, I was uh, in a little pastor's meeting. A little group of us got together, uh, local pastors and pastor started telling us a story that sounded very familiar and uh, they went to his church. He's a great preacher and uh, a great man of God. And they, they, I guess perhaps they did not know that pastors talk. 
Well, <laughs> yeah, pastors talk, but we, you know, if we believe the Bible, we sort of believe the same thing, even though we might be generations apart or from different parts of the world. Or, uh, and so in time, he brought a message uh, in his church that made them very uncomfortable, and it, <laughs> it's the same one I, I had given them, and and they. Two years later, they leave his church over the same thing. So what they were looking for is somebody to tell them what they wanted to hear, that it's okay that uh, God uh, made my uh, son gay, and so uh, we just we just are looking for a church, a minister that will tell us what we want to hear. But if, if I told them what they wanted to hear, I would not be a servant of Christ. Right. I, if I persu- if I please men, I would not be a servant of the Lord. Galatians chapter one says, and so uh, I have to love God and His Word more than people. God didn't call me to uh, exalt what uh, what what I think it doesn't really matter. Uh, what what the person that's asking me for counsel doesn't really matter what they think. Only one that matters is the judge. Right, and and so that's it, what I tell it, people. It's so hard as a pastor. It's so hard, but you know what? I got victory things too. You know, I get. I've had people. I'm gonna switch gears to the victory. Go ahead, because I yeah. have to. Yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead. I, I, I've had um, people come to me who from the gay community, and and Jesus said, if you seek, you'll find. It doesn't right. matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what bag of sin you came out of or which sin pull, is pulled out of the bag. Jesus is the victor anyway. And so I've had the privilege of having people come in who were really hurting. You know, it's not just uh, homosexual people uh, have problems too. There's like, oh, my gayness makes me happy at every level. I don't have any problems. I'm gay and I accept it. And if you, no, they they come to me just like any other sinner. And uh, I I point them to Jesus and that, you know, homosexuality is a sin as all these others are that we've established from the scriptures today. Well, and, and I'm going to help you right here where you're at. Uh, um, Drag the Bible into this again, John. I, I know to. you are. I have to, right? <laughs> I love it. Romans 3.23. Mm-hmm. For all. Remember, we talked about what all meant in a previous podcast. Yeah. All means all, and that's all all means. I mean, it's everyone, all, all inclusive. No one left out. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Uh, listen, your sin might be homosexuality. Uh, my sin might be covetousness of uh, of a truck, and, and yours is of a motorcycle. <laughs> I don't have a covetousness of a motorcycle. No, because you got a motorcycle. Got, <laughs> that's right. I got a motorcycle. <laughs> so, uh, but we all sin, and it doesn't matter what the sin is, man. Some have the sin of drunkenness. Some have the sin of 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 sexual sin, and and not just homosexuality, but pornography or adultery or idolatry or um, uh, revelry, extortion. I mean, the, all the sin is sin, and that's what Jesus came to save us uh, from. And so does God hate gays? Um, God hates all people who choose their sin over him. That's the worker of iniquity. Yeah, I like what? that. Choose. They choose. Yeah. yeah. That's, he wants the right choice. He wants the right He's choice. He's not willing that any should perish, but None. all should come to repentance. Yeah, because all fall short of the glory of God. This is the part of the of the narrative I get excited about. I know. And that's the other why part. I, <laughs> you know, we're going to have fun the next 10 minutes, okay? I know. It's, well, <laughs> There's the, victory in Jesus. Yeah, the first part is so heavy. And it's, and it's not, it's just heavy because, uh, it's heavy because you and I are not allowed to have this opinion uh, in mainstream media. 
Yeah, absolutely. You and I are not allowed to have our opinion. Yeah. Uh, and 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 what I want, and I know what you want. Here, if you guys haven't realized, for those of you know that that know Duke and I, uh, I'm the guy that just man, I am black and white. Gray doesn't exist. Throw it out, and it's like bam, bam, bam. Okay, we're done. And and Duke is like, oh, oh, don't. No, 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 don't, don't leave them like <laughs> Duke's like, give them a flower and an orange juice and get their blood pressure back up where it's supposed <laughs> to be. Cause you just drain the blood out of them. So give them, give them some orange juice and a flower and tell you, you love them. Even though he stands on truth. I am a hippie. I'm he's a, <laughs> it is what it is. Sorry, man. I think that's what makes any, that's what makes a good, a good pair here. Um, but talking about the, 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 now we're talking about the, the exciting part. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. And, and that's not just for the homosexual sin. It is for any sin or anything that goes contrary so you're putting to it the Bible. In bib, you're putting the sin in a biblical context. Right. Uh, and that's when, the, that's when you start getting to, to round to some help. Right. I'm not helping anybody to just leave them where they are, and make nope. them feel good nope. because they're going to meet the judge in the end and they're going to, then they're going to be, then they're really going to hate me for eternity. Right. You knew what the scripture said and you didn't tell me you let me live this way. I know. Love will stand up and tell people what they need to hear. Right. And I want to be a love guy. Yeah. And, 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 uh, I love people. I'm just, so, so pastor Duke has this amazing ability to dress it all up real pretty before he gives you the package. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, I will throw the package in. I'll wrap it in a towel and hand it to you. I'll cover it with my coat and hand you the package. I listen. I use duct tape to tape the package up and hand it to you. I I, I don't I don't I don't dress up packages real well, but the <laughs> gift is great. The gift of God is eternal life you, through Jesus. But here's the thing. You know how to dress the package up real pretty and give a great gift. I don't feel confident that I do. So if, I hope you're right, <laughs> You Johnny. do. Verse 23, Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin, the cost of sin, doesn't matter what sin it is. If, it's con if God says it's wrong, that's what he's going to hold you accountable for. Okay? So... Uh, and again, first, uh, first Corinthians six, nine, and 10, uh, is a great list of things that are, are, that are people are going to be held accountable for, uh, for, the, for those things that are listed, right? That's the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus. So, um, uh, a couple of, of verse, uh, verses I want to give and you're, dude, I'm, you're going to love this even more. I'm starting to have fun now. The first half was depressing. It was. It was. It was so heavy. Um, well, then, brother, you read it. Uh, can Can you see it? <laughs> John, I'm 66 years old. I got bifocals. I know. Who at? So do but I? Do I? God's offered to forgiveness. Uh, a forgiveness. Uh, no, no, no. Right here, uh, highlighted oh, in yellow. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right. Some verses say the power. Uh, to become the right. children of God to those who believe in his name. Yeah. You know, uh, boy, now this is the fun That's side the of fun side here. of it. You know, I, I, I won't go back to circle around to a word you used a, a little while ago, choice. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm pro-choice here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that life really is a matter of choices. Um, you know, my nature is still messed up. Right. But I made a choice years ago. That's because you're messed up. To put my faith. It's true. I needed Jesus really bad. Still do. Without him, I can do nothing. Amen. Amen. So 
but this is an exciting thing. You know, I'll, I came out of that, that bag of sin, you know, a bunch of those things I was guilty of, not just one. I'm guilty of a bunch of them. Right. And that still is my nature to live that way. But when we come to Christ broken and poured out, I love an old song that talks that way. Uh, we come to him as we are, weary, worn, and sad. We come to him in our sin, but broken, and we repent. We turn to him. We confess our sin. We name it. We confess it. Right. And and we look to him as and believe he's the Savior of the world. We believe that he suffered for my sins. He, he bled. He died. He rose again. I believe that. That's the gospel. And in believing, we receive him into our heart. And as we do, old. Oh, we have power now that we authority that we never had before. Right. We have strength that we never had before. And now, you know, I still have a nature to lust, uh, af- for, uh, uh, women that are attractive. Uh, but greater see that is in me than, than, you know, I have strength now. And so yeah, I and, choose and, not to go that way. Yeah. I choose, I chose Jesus and I choose not to, to live that way anymore. I choose to be faithful to my wife. Yeah. Yeah, that and that's that's that is the key, man. Right there, it's choice. It's not. Listen, uh, you are just as condemned for looking at a woman and lusting after her as the homosexual is for having a homosexual relationship. Yeah, I, I've, the, the physical relationship. I've had um, uh, gay uh, men who repented, turned to Christ, gave it all to Jesus, and living godly lives. I mean. Great, great men of God. That, that goes back to what Paul said. As were such, yeah. As were some, some of, of you. you, yeah. And it kind of shocking to me uh, when they've told me they still have same sex attraction, but they choose not to go there. Right, right. They choose to love their wives, and uh, you know, I still have uh, uh, heterosexual attraction to other women. Uh, just because they're pretty. Exactly. Yeah. And yet yeah. I, I'm very cautious about that. I'm not going to go up and say, you're so beautiful to another one. I say that to my wife all the time, and it's true. But discretion, choice, these are the boundaries. Uh, and we have to make choice on sin issues every day. I choose, like on money issues, I choose not to spend money that I don't have. Right. To impress people that I don't like. <laughs> to buy things I don't need. <laughs> That's right. Um, so that's a choice. In, in, in any sin, it comes down to choice. Right. And, you know, on this sin, and when you oppose it, you know, if I, if I oppose a thief, oh, you're a, they don't even have an anti-thief, you know, you're, and, <laughs> I can't even think of a word, a, a thiefophobe, <laughs> yeah. a thiefophobe, you know. <laughs> I just made up a new word. A but but this, you so know, if anyone knows what a thiefophobe is, when you stand against it with a loving heart and right. offering something better and eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, then you're a homophobe and you're a hate monger. Yeah, because and, you offer and, someone a, a truly a better life according to to God, and all of a sudden it's a negative. And and I'm gonna I want to give you guys this this. Uh, uh, opportunity because I want you to hear what Jesus says about it. You know, uh, one guy said, Hey, you know what? Uh, the only people that Jesus hated to hang out with was, uh, religious people. And so therefore he hung out with sinners and he enjoyed that more. And then that makes you and I look like we're the bad guy. Cause we're the religious people and, and, the the sinners, you know, Jesus loved to hang out with more. Well, that, that's out of context. I mean, it's accurate to say that, but but if you fail to fill in the blanks, like for example, the it's Pharisees, one side of the coin. It's one side. The Pharisees didn't believe in him, 
And the sinners were repenting of their sin and following him. So, yeah, he chose to hang out with those people. Um, and uh, so, th- th- like, that was the flip side that they didn't share in their, in their point. But I want to share this with you. Uh, and this is where you're excited about uh, John, uh, John chapter 3, verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. So guess what? He was a religious. He was, he was one of those religious guys that Jesus didn't like Remember to hang the out Remember the Sanhedrin. He was at the tippy top of the religious order. Yes. And he was all about religion because he was clueless of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so then Jesus says, uh, or, or uh, verse 2 John chapter three, verse two, this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. So they already recognized his righteousness, Mm -hmm. Jesus's righteousness, right? For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, and I I know people hate that term, but Jesus used it. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And so listen to me. Uh, guys, if you are, if you are, if you say you were born that way, uh, a homosexual, and the Bible says that it's wrong, uh, now you gotta, you gotta figure out where you're at, and and if the Bible's wrong on that, the Bible's wrong on everything. You can't claim a piece of the Bible uh, that fits your your narrative and then throw the rest out. It doesn't work that way. And so, Nicodemus said to Jesus in verse four. How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, or truly, truly, if you will, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? And I think we have the same problem in life today where Jesus says, This is what it has to be. And, uh, homosexuals go, I'm a Christian and Jesus loves me just the way I am. Well, then what do you do with this? What do you do with Romans? What do you do with Corinthians? Like, what do you do with all these verses where God clearly spells out what sin is and we ignore that because we don't like it? Uh, I want you to see that Jesus says, I love you. And uh, I don't love you the way you are, but I love you enough to save you from the way you are. And I want you to be with me. That, there's the love. I didn't make you homosexual. I didn't make anybody homosexual. Because if God made anyone homosexual, then we got to throw out some portions of the Bible, which now means if that's wrong, so is the rest of it. Because what can we believe if part of it's wrong? Who are we to decide what's right and wrong? It's either all truth or all a lie. And so when we look at this, Jesus is like, hey, man, you got to be born again. And when you're born again... You'll be like Paul says, uh, were. Yeah, you know, Jesus, closing closing out the Sermon on the Mount, called the greatest sermon ever preached, he said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not what I say? And so you, he's spoken. It's a repentance. Except you repent, you will perish. You will. And repentance is, I heard the best definition I've ever heard on that years ago, 
Melvin Williams, my Sunday school teacher, Berean Baptist Church, Springfield, Missouri, September 1974. That's how good it was. I remember it. He's a friend of mine today, friends on Facebook all these years later, 40 something, almost 40 years later. He said, repentance is getting on God's side of things against yourself and staying there. Mm. That's the key, and staying, staying there. there. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you feel. It doesn't matter what I feel. The righteous judge of the universe has declared these things. These are the moral boundaries. These are the blessings that will go with it. These are the curses that will go against it. And I just, I believe what the Bible says. I have repented. I have turned to him. I have confessed my sin. And it wasn't just one in that group. It's a bunch There's of them. There's a bunch. And I received Christ as my personal Savior. He came into my heart and gave me strength that I never had before. I was able to, to agree with him, to turn to him and agree with God against my own sin. Those things weren't helping me. Those things were hurting me. Those things were... <laughs> We're, we're, we're tearing me up and uh, making me useless to society. Well, they were, they, were a detri- they were a detriment to you being all you can be. Oh, yeah. And, and I turned to him, and I got on God's side of things against myself. I denied myself. I picked up my cross, and I followed Jesus. And those things, thankfully, by his grace, were left behind. That's why the Bible says, and such were some of you. I got, now, I got another one for you. Well, let me wrap this, this yeah, one up. Now, because of where I've been, I'm confident that God can bring people out of that stuff. Right. I'm, I have uh, those from the You're also community. confident where you're going. Absolutely. And I look forward to standing before God one day right. because I, I've, I've, I've put my faith and trust in him. And I feel really excited about those from the gay community who listened to the same message I listened to, came to the same Christ I came to, got power that I, that I got, have left that lifestyle and are living happily ever after. That That's the fun side of this thing. Amen. Yeah. Um, to, to literally encapsulate, to, to say what you just said scripturally, here we go, Ephesians. I give the application first. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2, 1 through 10. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. That's what I was trying to say. That's what you were saying, right? Yep. How about this? Verse 2. In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Guilty on all counts. That was us. And then here's it goes on. Guys, this is why I say, you know, does Jesus love you? Yeah. And this is what he says he, he does for us. Verse 3. Among whom also we once we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. What others? All those who believe and do and go contrary to the word of God. Those are the others. Mm-hmm. Verse four. But God. Now that's 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 love. It should say, but the love of God. <laughs> or but God's love, or God loves you so much, uh, and he's rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. He meets us where we are and gives us power to become the dream that he had for yeah. us originally. Yeah. But I just posted the other day. So, so he meets us where we are, but he doesn't leave us there. He doesn't leave yeah. us there. Grace so, is sufficient. So your post. You know, grace meets us where we are, and then, it, then it, it helps us to get where he wants us to be. And I'll tell you what, what God's plan for my life was 
significantly beyond anything I ever dreamed. So, and, and then remember, oh, dude, this is God. Here we go. Verse six just says what you said, that you just confirmed this in your life is what you did. Verse six, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, made us more than what we ever thought we would be. Blessed us beyond measure, right? That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you have been saved through faith, faith. and that not of yourselves is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And then here's verse 10. Here's the, here's the big, the happy part of it. The happy part. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so, guys, understand this. Does God hate gays? Nope. He hates those who, uh, and it doesn't matter if they're gay or not gay, if he hates those who... Uh, Hold on to their sin. Who, and that's it. That's it. He, he hates the people that won't relinquish the sin and accept him. He does hate that. He does. The, the scriptures clearly say that. We read that in Psalm 5, 5. But John chapter 3, God gave, he loved us so much that he gave a son that if we're born again, that uh, uh, then we can reside in him and have all these promises. And then Ephesians chapter 2, 1 through 10, he explains what our life is like once we've surrendered to him. So you're saying we can't separate God from his word. Is that what we you're can't. saying? We can't. And it, it gets complicated when you yep. even try to do that. Yep. You, and, and for us to do that would mean that we hate God. Even in, And I, I know some homosexuals are going to listen to this and they're going to go, oh, they're homophobes and they hate us. That, that's not true. That is not the, true. The truth is that we love you and we're not going to judge you or condemn you because that's between you and God. But I love God way more than I love anybody else, including my wife and children. Amen. And, and because I'm going to answer to him, I'm going to be held accountable to him. And he delivered me and gave me my wife and children. Children are a Dittos. gift from, children are a, diff, a gift from God. So, so when I look at how God has blessed me, which is what his, his, uh, uh, Ephesians says, uh, if we follow him, you will have a life beyond what you could ever measure or think. And say God had a personal dream for each of us. Right. And we start out <laughs> in a mess. Yep. And then. So many times that the deeper the mess was that we got out of, the more the, we appreciate grace. The greater the love we have for the one who delivered us. And for those that need to be delivered. That's right. And so we're not above anybody because we've been delivered. We're sent on a mission to reach those who are still there. Because we understand. And we give our lives to helping people out of the mess. That's right. That's right. And one of the greatest joys I've ever had is watching people uh, come out of different in groups and, and find Christ, find grace, find joy, find peace, look forward to the future, take God at his word, deny themselves. See, that's it. People, I don't want to deny myself. I want to, I, I'm th this is the way I am, and God, you got to come along God, and bless God, me. God wants me to be happy. Yeah, on my terms. <laughs> like, no, you can't separate God from his word. You can't. And when you, when you just put that, put it all together, God and his word, right. it, it's like people, they, they, they want to do that. Well, God is love, but I can do what I want. <laughs> I warn you. You're going to meet him one day. You're not going to meet him on your terms. You're going to meet him on, on his terms. But I'm like, meet him now on his terms. It's, it, it's grace, eternal life. It's a right. gift. Take it. Right. F experience that power. Uh, let him 
work in you the works of righteousness and the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, faith, meekness, temperance, longs, woe. Well, and, and if you think about this, if you and I don't die to ourselves daily, don't deny the flesh, if we don't deny the the lusting of the eyes and the pride of life, listen, listen, we, we have the same struggles as the homosexual. It just may not be with homosexuality, but sin is sin and the struggle is real and it doesn't change. Listen, the sin might change between people, but the reality of having to die to it doesn't change. No, no, we're all in the same battle. We're all in the same battle. It just yeah. may, what we're battling may look different. But the battle's not different. Yeah, sin is sin, and the victory is victory, and Jesus is the way. That's right. That's right. So there's no condemnation from us toward anybody who's practicing sin. Does God hate gays? Yep. He hates gays, and he hates drunkards, and he hates uh, 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 those who lust in the flesh. And, and those liars. Are liars and murderers. And he hates all of us that won't surrender that sin and live for him. So the answer is yes, but... But we're all invited. We're all, we're all invited. <laughs> and so he says, yeah, you know what? I hate everyone that runs to sin. I hate them. Because that goes completely contrary to everything I am. But don't be fooled. I've given you a way out. I love you so much. I sent my son Jesus to die for you that if you believe in him, you would not perish, but you'll have everlasting life. For God so loved you and me and all of our rottenness and our sin, and, and, and he despised all of us that ran to iniquity. He hated all of us. But he, he hated, but, but he, he understood that see, we are weak. See, love and hate are kind of sometimes the sa- different sides of the same coin too. When, I know. You know, I love my wife. I, I want no one else loving her uh, like I do, not in a physical way, you know. Uh, so I love my wife. I hate anybody who's trying to hurt her. Uh, so, you know, we come up with these little phrases. That well, are, you know, that's like your wife loves you, but she hates when you leave the seat up. <laughs> <laughs> love and hate man it's all, in the it's same. all part of the same package it's all part of the same package. that's what i was trying to say yeah john another fabulous illustration oh, that's the illustration was so basic i even understood it <laughs> hey guys with that i hope that you grasp this i hope that uh, uh that you understand it's not listen god hates the sin of homosexuality and he hates the sinner that runs to it but god hates the sin of drunkenness and those who run to it and adultery and those who run to it, etc etc god hates the people that run towards sin he hates that because that means they're running away from him and he sent his son to die for you so that we would draw closer to him not run from him that's why he hates it uh the sin takes us away from him uh we hate things that draw our children away from us it's it's, there's it's no different so does god hate the gay yes does god love the gay yes keep it all in context guys i hope that this has helped you i hope that uh that this has answered some of your questions and that uh um i pray that if you don't know jesus that that changes today or as soon as you listen to this podcast. Uh, If you benefited from it, like, share, follow, subscribe, share with someone else if you think it would help them. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, email us, text, uh, leave a message on According to John. I promise you that we will get back to you uh, very, very quickly. So God bless you. 
Have a wonderful, wonderful week. <laughs> I love it. It gets tough, man. Like, how do you balance all that out to say God hates you and God loves you? <laughs>